It's Friday, June 9th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Donald Trump has been indicted on charges of mishandling classified documents at his Florida estate, a remarkable development that makes him the first former president in U.S. history to face criminal charges by the federal government that he once oversaw. The Justice Department was expected to make public a seven-count indictment ahead of a historic court appearance next week in the midst of a 2024 presidential campaign punctuated by criminal prosecutions in multiple states. The indictment carries unmistakably grave legal consequences, including the possibility of prison if Trump's convicted. It also has enormous political implications, potentially upending a Republican presidential primary that Trump had been dominating, and testing anew the willingness of GOP voters and party leaders to stick with a now twice-indicted candidate who could still face more charges. In other news, yesterday's Supreme Court decision ordering Alabama to redraw its congressional districts has been seen by many minority lawmakers and voting rights activists as a stunning victory with the potential to become a major stepping stone for undoing political maps that dilute the strength of communities of color. The court's 5-4 ruling found that Alabama concentrated black voters in one district while spreading them out among the others to make it much more difficult to elect more than one candidate of their choice. Alabama's black population is large enough and geographically compact enough to create a second district, the judges found. Just one of its seven congressional districts is majority black in a state where more than one in four residents is black. While it was considering the Alabama case, the Supreme Court had placed a hold on a lower court ruling in Louisiana allowing creation of a second majority black district. That one is now likely to be lifted. The Alabama case, along with pending lawsuits in Georgia and Louisiana, means black voters will likely have an opportunity to elect candidates in three additional districts. Around the world, two giant inflatable ducks made a splash in Hong Kong's Victoria Harbor on Friday marking the return of a pop art project that sparked a frenzy in the city a decade ago. The two 18-meter-tall yellow ducks by Dutch artist Florentin Hoffman resemble the bath toys many played with in their childhood. Shortly after their launch, dozens of residents and tourists flocked to the promenade near the government headquarters of Admiralty to snap photos of the ducks. Double duck, double luck, Hoffman said. In a world where we suffered from a pandemic, wars, and political situations, I think it is the right moment to bring back the double luck. The inflatable ducks will stay in Hong Kong for about two weeks. Meanwhile, Philippine troops, police, and rescue workers began forcibly evacuating residents near Mayon Volcano on Friday, as its increasing unrest indicated a violent eruption of one of the country's most active volcanoes is possible within weeks or days. Philippine President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. said an evacuation of residents from the permanent danger zone was underway and promised to provide aid to the displaced until the crisis ended. The area within a three-and-a-half-mile radius of Mayon's crater is supposed to be off-limits due to possible volcanic emissions, lava flows, rock falls, and other hazards. Many poor villagers have built homes and tended farms in Mayon's danger zone over the years. Right now, what we are doing is preparing and moving people away from the area so that, should the time come, I hope it doesn't happen, 
we're ready, Marcos told reporters. And Pope Francis drank liquids, received the Eucharist, and even made a brief phone call Thursday on his first full day of recovery from a three-hour operation to remove intestinal scar tissue and repair a hernia in his abdominal wall, the Vatican said. The 86-year-old Pope Francis rested extensively overnight and continued resting Thursday at Rome's Gemelli Hospital, where his condition was stable and his post-operative recovery deemed to be regular, the Vatican said in a statement. Francis was admitted to Gemelli on Wednesday for his second major abdominal operation in two years, following a 2021 procedure to remove part of his colon. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.